Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, war boy. War boy? I'm sorry. Look out. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. What's going on? Talk about a wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> Jesse's pants fell down when he said that. Yeah. <laughs> he has on heart-shaped boxer shorts. Hold on, Rye. The funniest of the boxer shorts. Rye's not Classic comedy yet. boxer shorts. Sorry. Okay. I'm going to introduce, because our introduce, because our guest already introduced herself to, to our listeners through her own very voice, uh, I think I will have to introduce her so that you can talk about your new nickname, yeah. which is really big news. Yeah. Uh, Los Angeles-based stand-up comedian, new stand-up album called Intimate Apparel, Rye Silverman. Welcome to our program. Hello. Thank you. Sorry we're speaking out of turn. Yeah. No, I apology. But, sh- but to be fair, okay. in your Top defense, shit went down. That's true. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It would be hard to. I think I, yeah. it's fair to say that all bets were off. Yeah, yeah. I do pride myself on being the good podcast guest and being right. like, no, I'm not introduced yet. I'll be quiet. But then, sure. yeah, there was a, you know, you guys started throwing punches at each other. Your clothes were coming off. Yeah. I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> Jesse's so. hilarious heart boxer shorts made an appearance. Right, yeah. exactly. Just real quick. Do you would it be hard to get heart boxer shorts? Those are probably pretty No, you gotta make the gap at Valentine's Day. Yeah. There you go. Boom. Handled. And there's some dude Lickety there's split. someone on Etsy who's also like, I have the mark the market down <laughs> on vintage heart boxer shorts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And sock garters. Yeah. Sure. In case you right, in case your suspenders snap in the <laughs> middle of an important gala. There's definitely you know what You want to make sure it's as hilarious as it can yeah. be. There is literally a person on Etsy right now who sells clothing barrels. Yeah, like barrels with straps that go. Over oh, your in case shoulder. you lose yeah. all your money. Yeah, <laughs> it was nice of old timey casinos to have barrels just lying around. Yeah, yeah. Like, in case someone lost all their money, like, <laughs> they could go yeah. over Niagara Falls. Right, because barrels were so cheap and easy to acquire sure. that it was easy just to give them away. Well, we got these. You know, the pickles come in these. It's well, fair, it was so. a nation of. God damn it! What's a person that makes a barrel called? <laughs> I thought if I started the sentence. A, a cooper. A bungholer. A bungholer. <laughs> a bungholer is a real thing. It's thing in a barrel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's the... the so really out. the bungholer or somebody comes up and screws up the barrel. Like the barrel was great, <laughs> and then the bungholer made it useless from now yeah. on. Seymour. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's old Seymour the bungholer. Just doing my job. <laughs> <laughs> Whoop. <laughs> okay, war boy, spill the beans. <laughs> oh, no, that's just the name of the, uh, of the, um, like, uh... Uh, proletariat class in the new Mad Max movie. They're war boys. God damn it. So is this episode of Jordan Jesse Go just going to be Jordan's already seen Mad Max and <laughs> Jesse hasn't seen Mad Max yet? No, we can wait till you've seen Mad Max to talk about it. Right? have you seen I Mad have Max? I have not seen Mad Max. Ha! Two to one! So I guess I'm just trying to embrace, you know, I'm trying to embrace the different kinds of boys <laughs> out there. Sure, so it's you fair. are permutations of my nickname. A famous summer boy. Yeah, I mean, I liked summer boy a lot, and I've got a lot of big plans for the summer. Right. To, you know, kind of ease into that nickname. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I, I last night, I when seeing Mad Max, I heard another great kind of boy name. Right. And uh, decided I'd just snatch it. See how, see how it feels this week, you know? Can I tell you something about Mad Max real quick? It was directed by Babe Pig in the City guy. Yes. <laughs> that's not, I know. That's not An what excuse I to talk about Babe Pig in the City. That's not what I want to talk about. Okay. I was at uh, Red Cat, the Roy and mm-hmm. Edna Disney Contemporary Arts Theater, mm-hmm. or something like that, <laughs> uh, and I uh, was watching this uh, children's animation something mm-hmm. festival, 
I don't know. Anyway. Oh, I also don't think you should see Mad Max. I think it's too loud for you. No, I'm definitely going to see Mad Max. Oh, okay. I'm fucking stoked about seeing oh, Mad Max. Oh, interesting. All right. I don't mind loud movies. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I, I saw it and I'm like, oh boy, that is not up here. Maybe it is. Maybe you'll love really? it. Really? Yeah. What, how come? I, it's just loud and crazy. I like loud, crazy movies. Okay. I like, but it's like sort of, it's supposed to be like kind of beautiful and it's loud and craziness. Yeah. Oh, totally. It absolutely is. Yeah. I'm on board for that. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I sit down in my movie theater the- seat and uh, I'm next to uh, my son's friend, Ellis's dad. Mm-hmm. Alice is dad, a real nice guy. Is this a sort of daddy's day out situation? Yeah, roughly speaking, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Just a couple of daddies? Yeah, we're making a sequel to Baby's Day Out. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Um, daddy's Day Out. Are there the any city. war boys in attendance? <laughs> How many war boys are there? This is a movie theater full of war boys. Yeah. Uh, WWBs. <laughs> and the. I said. I said. Uh. uh Somehow, this is what happened. I don't remember the context because there, roughly speaking, was no context. But a dad three seats over Mm -hmm. to my left just turned over and said, saw Mad Max in 3D last night. (laughs) To you guys? Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Were you impressed? No, I was angry. I haven't seen it yet. He's just bragging. (laughs) He's just looking for somebody to brag to that he's got a great dad set up. He gets to go see Mad Max on opening night in 3D. Oh, man. I have to wait a week. I have to make plans a month in advance to wait a week to see Mad Max. <laughs> what do you think this dad's deal is? I don't know. Yeah. It's George Miller, actually, of all people. <laughs> he, he got to see his own movie. Yeah. He was an elderly <laughs> Australian man. So, um, yeah. I felt I was upset by it. I didn't care for that at all. Yeah. Because I want to go see Mad Max. You don't go bragging to me. Man, I have also some... Ba- out of nowhere, too. That's the thing. Like, yeah. if you have been saying, like, oh, I really want to see Mad Max, and he's like, oh, no, I saw it. It's great. That makes sense. It's not just like, hey, I, I just want to hear how great my movie going <laughs> experience was. Also, like, when you're in line for snacks, he's like, oh, my wife's in the three ways. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. You have a sweet setup. Congratulations. <laughs> Nobody ever goes in my home theater room. <laughs> I was uh, I was seated next to some cosplayers in my screening of Mad Max last night. Were they Mad Max cosplayers? They were Mad Max cosplayers. Uh, really? It's just kind of general apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Well, one guy no, one guy did look like uh, Mel Gibson from the first movies, and then he was with some like <laughs> one guy actually just was Mel Gibson. Yeah, yeah right. For this is good. All he has left, like that guy in yours, he just turned around and he's like, "I was in the first one." <laughs> <laughs> I know. We all congratulations. Know. Yeah. Um, boy, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool. These guys are like Mad Maxing it up." Oh boy, they smelled. Oh. oh yeah! They I was just say, are smelled. they cosplayers or are they just? Is that just their clothes that yes, they have? Yeah. Were they like, lifestylers? Yeah, they all yeah. went to Pitch Perfect two like that <laughs> <laughs> the next day. <laughs> just in their <laughs> fucking like, football pads, spray painted you, black. Because you have like steampunk. I'm ready, pitches. <laughs> <laughs> I did see Pitch Perfect too. That's cool. That was fun in 3D. Um, no, you gotta see. You gotta see it in the correct aspect ratio. Yeah. If you don't see, mm-hmm. if you don't see Pitch Perfect two in IMAX, don't even bother going to see Pitch Perfect two. I saw it at the California Science Center. It was a yeah, sure. You gotta see. Yeah, you gotta see yeah, it as the filmmaker that. intended. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, so those guys smelled anyway. 
<laughs> you know, Elizabeth Banks directed uh, Pitch Perfect 2. Very cool. I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, Elizabeth Banks is awesome. I love Pitch her. Perfect. I didn't know she directed it. By yeah. the way, Pitch Perfect 2 is really funny. <laughs> I bet. I believe I, I like it. I'm looking Pitch forward Perfect to it. Too. So anyway... Um, uh, I'm, I like the idea that Elizabeth Banks, like, big innovation. She's like, we're mm-hmm. going 3D IMAX. Yeah, sure. But it's got to be bigger and better. Mm-hmm. 3D IMAX. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of space scenes, too. It, it's great. They, go, they have to win the inter- – like, uh, the, the singing club mm-hmm. um, is going to get uh, kicked out of the school. Sure. But there's a loophole. That they have to uh, travel through a wormhole and lo- learn that uh, love is the secret to time travel. <laughs> Roughly speaking, yeah. I mean, they have to. I didn't see Interstellar, but I, I I've been told that's what the twist is. <laughs> they have to win at Worlds. Mm, sure. Yeah. So they got to they got to take on the, the the evil German team. Alpha Centauri. Oh. God, it, one thing about making a movie like this, Kay Cannon mm-hmm. was who made, wrote uh, the Pitch Perfect movies was on Bullseye. <clears throat> it's got to be fun to make a movie where like there's no. Like, you are sincerely pursuing a plot, but there is absolutely no interest from anyone involved in having any twists or unique <laughs> plot notions at all. Yeah. So you just set that aside completely, <coughs> like 100%. You're just like, she told me the first movie, she just really liked to bring it on, mm-hmm. so she just exactly copied the plot. Sure. Bring it on. <laughs> you know, this is something funny. I was I looking like on, it uh, on, by the way. Yeah, yeah it's good. They basically just like they just take a very basic plot and then just stuff it full of jokes with sure. good characters, which I'm kind of yeah. okay with. And like, yeah. good, the songs are fun to listen to. So I yeah. feel the same way about a good sports movie. Yeah, like you know, sure, it's exactly yeah. They're the gonna same they're gonna win at the yeah. they're gonna win at the buzzer. I really liked Rocky Balboa. Also, continue, yeah, yeah. Jordan. Uh, Tr- I was I was looking at the website Imager. Yeah, this is a website for images. Yeah, it's a place yeah. where uh, redditors sure. uh, put their amateur pornography. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And wait, I was going to say, and Sonic jacking off, but <laughs> I guess that also falls under right. the. Yeah. Um, well, Sonic's a professional. <laughs> yeah. Although I don't know if he's getting paid to jack off. I was looking at a Sonic. I I, I definitely have a fascination with Sonic fan art. It's so oh, it's, it's so weird. It's easily the weirdest. It of goes the fan in art. so many directions. Like there's like there's like really strangely Christian ones. Oh, I love then, those. Yeah, those ones are so bizarre. Yeah, like, like you just see Sonic like looking out and you're like like it's like an open sea with a sunset and like a cross and yeah, like, what is happening? Like, I think I've said I think I've talked about this on the show before. So apologies for oh, if this sorry. is a repeat. But I do want to talk about. Just a really quick, my favorite part of one of those is that they, you know, it's Sonic and he's gazing out over a, you know, over a sunset. Yeah, yeah. And there'll be a Bible verse, but they will just add Sonic's name into it. Oh, So they'll cite it. It'll be like, you know, no one comes to the Father but through me, comma, Sonic. Like <laughs> Matthew fourteen three. Wait, wait, there was no. only one set of footprints. That's when Tails was carrying you. <laughs> that actually does make sense. So. It's true. It me footprints because yeah, he'd be yeah. carrying them. Sure. Is this, can I ask you a serious question here? Uh, yes. I don't know if I'll know the answer. Okay. Are these Christian messages or are these messages for a new religion which worships <laughs> Sonic in a Christian manner? I think because it seems like what you're describing is them just replacing God or Jesus with Sonic or Tails. Well, here's no, no, no. That's not what they're doing. Is they Knuckles are the Holy Ghost. They are sending. They, this is these. Best I can tell. Yeah, I, I know what he's talking about. These yeah. art pieces are about getting Sonic to come to Christ. Right. Oh. So they are. This is like Sonic falling before a cross and weeping. They don't worship Sonic. They want him to be Christian. Thou shalt not Sonic. So, <laughs> so is their con- their concern is that he, Sonic is a heathen? 
Yes. His only god is ring. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he is a metaphor for gluttony. Well, there is right. a, there is an, uh, one of the games where he becomes a werewolf, so maybe they're afraid he's been like possessed by the devil, and that's why he has like and Sonic the there's, werewolf It's game? like Mario, where they just have made like 80 different games that have Sonic's name on them, and they are all... Probably at least like the worst games, but like without any quality control. Right, they're just terrible. Like, the Mario yeah. games at least are, I think, shepherded forward by you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nintendo people who know who have a, an interest in quality. Sonic games, they were just shitting them out right. for years. So there's one called like Sonic, I think, Unleashed, and then at some <laughs> point in the game, like I've never played it, but like because he's seen been leashed in the previous, yeah, games. yeah, and all those other games where, they, where the only thing he does is run around uncontrollably. Yeah, he's been locked up. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, anyway, so uh, back two steps. Sorry. Uh, I, uh, I have seen all manner of Sonic fan art, porn, religious, etc. I saw one the other day where it was just a fat Sonic tweaking his nipple, and for some reason that was the grossest to me. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the worst. He wasn't, he, like, he didn't have a dick. Like, I've seen him, like, getting <laughs> fucked by, you know, by Knuckles, Man, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. How do you Jesse's, do knuckles? And Jesse have... made the face that the Sonic had. <laughs> it was the perfect Sonic is tweaking his nipple face. How do you do knuckles on Sonic porn and have not, not have a fisting be the, the method of choice for delivery? Like how would that? You know, right? you're absolutely right. That yeah. was a, that was a, a missed opportunity. We got to right, find that fan about, artist. Have you thought about writing a letter? <laughs> <laughs> Dear perverts. <laughs> Dear Governor Jerry Brown. I thought I'm writing a, I thought writing a fanfic. Rise <laughs> I, was, I have kids. Perusing with something I seen on Imager. <laughs> oh, so my point about Imager. And by the way, fix the drought. <laughs> <laughs> I have dr- I have drought and Sonic issues. <laughs> Two concerns. Mm. I will take them in turn <laughs> in the order of their precedence. Um. So the uh, Imager. Yeah. So people will post. You know, it's 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 fan art. It's uh, quotes from Doctor Who. Uh, a lot of food porn, and also just like funny signs is a big one. Like uh, you know when a barista will do a cute sure. chalk thing. Yeah, somebody puts a funny message outside a church. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sure. Um, uh, and the thing that is on there is people taking pictures of like signs and T-shirts of it's just like the oldest joke. Like um, you know those signs people hang up uh, hang up by like a pool that says like um, we don't we don't swim in your toilet, don't pee in our pool. Yeah. Uh, welcome to my ool. Notice there's no P in it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So people will take pictures of these things, put them up in miniature, and go, ha, 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 so funny, so true, crazy, crazy. And it's like, well, what? This is crazy. Like, this is the most obvious thing. This is in every dad's rec yeah. room. Oh, the people using this are 12, and they've just never seen this. And I think that's when we, as 30 year old internet guys, gripe about plots of movies and stuff it's like well 26 but yeah oh sorry uh (laughs) these are for 12 year olds who have not been watching movies their whole life and it's it's like yeah "Eh, they don't know about the evil school and they don't know about well there are now whole adults who have never watched movies oh yeah yeah Lindsay. she works in our office she's never she doesn't watch movies oh yeah yeah. What does she watch? Uh, video game streams. <laughs> oh, sure. She sits on, uh, pops some popcorn and puts on Twitch? Yeah, watches somebody play uh, Legend League. Yeah. Some sp- get some cool one-ups or whatever. <laughs> you got to get one-ups. You know what I'm talking about? Give you a new special outfit. <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it's I got a pretty sophisticated understanding. Of this. <laughs> the most the most internet-y of comments I ever got was like way back 
early on, like like days of like Live Journal or something, and somebody had commented, like I I posted a thing about music, and their comment was, I don't listen to American pop music anymore. I don't listen to music from Japanese video games, and this is back in like the mid two thousands, where like that was still pretty much midis. Yeah, that you're listening to. <laughs> I was like, I was like, why would you go out of your way to like make like you you clearly want me to just pat you on the head and go, wow, you're very interesting. This like, whoa, you sound yeah. like a cool dude. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, our friend Brent Weinbach has an entire podcast about midis. Of- no, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't have that anymore. Oh, he doesn't. Yeah, I hung it up. Did it run its oh, course? I think so. Yeah, he covered all of the the, the, the Japan. <laughs> Man, Weinbach's podcast was a trip. It was Brent Weinbach. For those who don't know Brent Weinbach, he is a stand-up comedian here in Los Angeles, also in San Francisco. One of the funniest stand-up comics in the country. Like sure. a spectacular. I just saw a show with him last funny. night. Brent Weinbach is, and he's also one of the most distinctive in that he has a he has a very quiet, intense look. Uh, imagine like a small uh, substitute teacher who's half Filipino, <laughs> holding a microphone directly in front of his face with both hands. It's perfect description. And talking like this <laughs> all the time. And uh, yeah, one of the funniest dudes on earth had this podcast about video game music, which, from what I understand, he was. Very serious about yeah, and it and he he really prided himself on playing the deep cuts. Yeah, you know, like okay, everybody knows, you know, I'm gonna play the, you know, the player select screen from a Japanese only mahjong game for Game Boy. Literally something we discussed when I was on his podcast. What do you think of it? I mean, I thought it was pretty rocking. Yeah. Oh, was it was it rock themed? Well, I mean, those old three dragon style. I would say that 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 early eight bit music was um, was trying to be a little funky. Yeah. Oh yeah, so it was like dun 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 You know. I bet if I got a, prompt, a little funky, if I got a few notes, I could probably finish the phrase of something from Bugs Bunny Magic Castle. Yeah, sure. Uh, for Game Boy, <laughs> Crazy Castle, Bug Bunny's Crazy Castle. I think it's Crazy Castle. Crazy Castle. How crazy was wrong. this castle? Well, I don't know. Bugs Bunny's going around trying to get a uh, carrots, so oh, it's boy. pretty crazy. I never seen a castle like that before. <laughs> Mostly, it's like knights and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of produce happening in most castles. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> not a lot of floating produce. Yeah, and not a lot of wiseacre <laughs> rabbits either. No, mostly. You're talking about your jesters, uh, your cook staff, like your cook, yeah, cook, yeah, yeah. people making pies out of meat and birds, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Just lots of different birds, yeah, four and twenty of them. <laughs> Can I tell you? Ah! <laughs> Brian, Brian is giving us some books about Crazy Castle jams. I um, I this is this, book. this is a little funky. It is. This is a little funky. Yeah. I read a book. Games once. got sold. A little I, nasty. I a it's kind of nasty. Called... <laughs> <laughs> nasty. Ooh. Are you guys bugs? Familiar? You nasty. Are you familiar with? Are you familiar with uh, best-selling author Bill Bryson? Uh, I, I know of him. Yeah, right. So he'll write Sun, like Sunburn uh, Country or something. Yeah, and yeah. A sun, from, notes from a Sunburn Country, something like that. He writes. We used to be a travel writer. Now he's a more general nonfiction writer. <coughs> very funny. A uh, very interesting writer. And, um, you know, for sort of like your, uh, your nonfiction beach reads. And um, he wrote this book. Would on, you call his, uh, his uh, genre Ronson-esque? It's very Ronson-esque. Yeah. yeah. 
And that's a good genre. Yeah, it's a great. It's my. It's probably my number one genre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you know, you got your Mary Roaches. You got your yeah, sure. <laughs> and uh, in his, uh, in his, he wrote this book that was called Home, and it was a history of like domestic life. And it was very interesting throughout, mm-hmm. full of interesting stuff. Uh, but I have to say, by far the champion was just this one chapter about like what kings ate in medieval times, nice. which was just anything. Like there was a period of like 400 years where for Europeans, like the number one prestige thing was to have 77 different kinds of birds on your table. <laughs> like they All ate the species. Every bird. Like now you just think people, what do you eat? You eat a, you eat a pit, you eat a squab, mm. you eat a chicken, you eat a duck. Cornish game hen. Cornish game hen. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, we have toucan tonight. That's you know great. I mean? It's just like any kind of bird. We have toucan, and then there's like a whole other spot. I don't like toucan. Well, we have yeah. we have nightingale. <laughs> <laughs> we have a flamingo. Like they ate every kind of bird. And like yeah. if it was like a tiny, hard to catch bird, if it had almost no meat in it and didn't taste very good, that was like the best kind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was talking to uh, I was talking to last week's guest, uh, Amy Blotnick. We uh, we worked together, and we were uh, we were sitting outside. And uh, something fun that happens around the office. Sometimes we have a little area outside we can sit in. Sometimes a hummingbird will come by. We should we should explain, by the way, where you work, Jordan. Sure. You work at GE in the turbine division. <laughs> yeah. They give us a little area. It gets a little yeah. loud. Yeah. Um, and sometimes a hummingbird will come by. Everyone in the office really likes it when a hummingbird will visit. Emmy does not like it. She thinks that they are gross. What? Yeah. What? That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's a weird opinion. Uh it I love hummingbirds. That's feels great, though. very strongly about feels very strongly about um, it being gross when a hummingbird comes around. What's gross about it? Well, I mean, I think we, I because I was wondering too, and I couldn't quite, I couldn't get a get a decent answer. Can I guess? Yeah, sure. Here's my guess. Okay, it's like you know how when there's soldiers, she just loves nectar and wants it all for herself. <laughs> <laughs> there's not enough kerns in the world. Yeah. Uh, you know when soldiers are like marching on a bridge? Drink a bite of Kern's nectar. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Can I tell you a side story about Kern's nectar? <laughs> I think you've t- it's the one where your dad would buy one for you before school. And I We've heard it. it. I know. They get- I hated it. <laughs> Man, as soon as those get a little bit lukewarm, They're they so just turn gross. into like a solid almost. Oh, man. Okay, so you know how soldiers marching across a bridge. Then sometimes they hit like the sympathetic resonance or whatever, mm-hmm. and the bridge just spontaneously collapses and they all die. <laughs> I think that it might be that she has that feeling about the thrumming mm. of the wings of a hummingbird. Sure, that it makes her like spontaneously vomit or something. So did she vomit at all? Uh, no, I mean I I don't think that's it. I don't think it's did a you frequency check thing at all. Her pants for poopoos. I should have. You should have asked to check yeah. your pants for poopoos. But yeah, yeah, but I mean that's Whenever something. Whenever something's to... gross and you can't explain it, you should probably always check your pants for poopoos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's something. I mean, because we are coworkers, that was something I would have, probably have to talk to HR about. That's a fair point. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we came up. We kind of hashed it out, and we Jordan, came up with just, a. Just take it all the way up the line to Jack Welch, the CEO <laughs> of General Electric. It's me, Jack. It's me, Jack Welch, <laughs> businessman from 1988. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? I'm in the middle of a polo game. Um. <laughs> We came up with a phrase that I think we really liked that I think describes how she feels about hummingbirds, and that is slimy air mice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. So, yeah, I, I think. I can understand that. 
My, think- uh, with Jack Welch, by the way, my first thought with Jack Welch is always that scene in The Late Shift where he's like at that weird meeting where they decide to go with Leno over Letterman. And like he's like comes in, he basically has a golf club. Like he's basically just like Bob Hope coming in. <laughs> like, like, what would you do? Well, my vote goes to loyalty. And then he like leaves the meeting. I'm like, why is he even here? Like, this is the <laughs> meeting about NBC Studios. <laughs> just randomly, like, just was right in Jack Welch for no reason. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's one of the principles of Six Sigma is that Jack Welch always has to be there with a golf club. <laughs> Even even now, when they're doing total quality management at General Electric, his ghost haunts the corridors. <laughs> He's the guy from Scrooge. High level. Like, yeah. <laughs> you got it. Well, we'll be back in just a second with more on Jordan Jesse Go. Oh, hey there, everybody. I'm Guy Branham, and welcome to Pop Rocket, a new weekly show picking over the pop culture we all love to love. With me to talk TV, film, music, and anything else entertaining are journalist Margaret Wobbler, academic, writer, and DJ Oliver Wang, digital strategist Winter Mitchell, and comedian Santina Muha. It's an intellectual and incredibly snark-filled discussion about pop culture by five cranky Hollywood 30-somethings. No name-calling, no rudeness, just straight talk and a lot of role-play. I'm only 30-something for another year. Me too. And I don't (laughs) tell anybody I'm 30-something. Pop Rocket comes out every week from MaximumFun.org. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rye Silverman, fashion, fashion, I don't know. Fashionella. I was trying to say fashionita, and I, I, I just got it all. I was like, I, was, I paused. I was like, am I supposed to give myself a cool nickname? Because I know that's like historically what people do. Oh, sure. I you should like, know that fashionita isn't a word either. Yeah, yeah. Fashionista. <laughs> that's is what I was word. trying to say. Okay. I like fashionella. I call, fashionella. <laughs> yeah. I like it. It's actually it's uh, Danny uh, Danny DeVito was actually releasing a vodka named after me. Oh, so, sure. <laughs> Danny DeVito's Fashionello. Danny DeVito's Rice Silverman's Fashionello. Yeah, it's a taste of style yeah. from this famous fellow. <laughs> By the way, I would like to point out that I just did a Wayne Brady style parody of the theme song from Danny DeVito's Limoncello. <laughs> mm-hmm. I appreciate it. I was in photography. You know, I was taking this photography mm-hmm. class at the art center. Yeah. And uh, in my photography class, it's like if you – there's just a couple of – you know, people listen to this show. There's no – they know there's a couple buttons they could push if it came to it. You know, they could sure. bring up Bay Pig in the City or whatever, sure. right? Somehow Danny DeVito's Lemoncello came on mm. and I literally like stopped the class. Now, granted, it's like a six-person class. Yeah. But I literally stopped the class so everyone could listen to the Danny DeVito's Lemoncello <laughs> Where was it playing? It plays on his website. The website plays it. Wait. Oh, no. You can – no, it doesn't. Not anymore. But it's still on Sorry, YouTube. Sorry. Did I, did I zone out for part of the story? Why were you looking on Danny DeVito's website for your <laughs> photography class? No. Someone said something about le- making lemon – they were making lemon okay. at home. And somebody said, you know, Danny DeVito yeah. has a Lemoncello. And I said, have you guys heard the <laughs> Can we song? go to the website? Do I know Danny DeVito has a Lemoncello? Danny Dan- – Danny DeVito's Lemoncello, <laughs> sung by the world's worst Dean Martin. I um I recently had I had thought about Limoncello the other day because I had Ciroc for the first time, ah, which is a, uh, a Diddy's luxury yeah. vodka. Yeah, and it was real good. It is I really kind good. of ordered it as a goof. I'll be honest with you, I ordered it kind of as a goof. 
Yeah, the first but, time uh, I had it was kind of the same thing that uh, the Funny Bone in Columbus had it as like a demo. They were like they were like, <laughs> like their promo team had like brought out a bunch. Like there was like posters <laughs> for it everywhere or whatever. And so I was like, oh, I gotta try this crazy <laughs> vodka. Yeah. I was like, oh, it was actually really good vodka. So now I feel bad. About yeah. It. Why did, now I thought the I thought the whole point of vodka is that it's not anything. Uh, I mean it it should be it should be slight. Uh-huh. You know, it should taste like something. I think a good vodka. I think maybe my favorite. Taters? Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Like a tater. And I, think, I, I think Ciroc is not potatoes, right? I think it's like grapes or something. I think they use something different. Oh, I don't know. Part. I don't know I what think. their I don't base want to be, is. I'm not an expert on Ciroc, but I'm pretty sure, sure. that that is, is the case Is it about mouthfeel? It's having like a little hint, maybe a little bit of burn. Uh, you, you should be able to feel it a little bit. You know, it should kind of it should kind of kind of hit you in the bones. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if it's too intense, then it's bad. And that's okay. yeah. I agree. That's your vodkas of the gods, your Popovs. What's your like cho- vodka of choice? Uh, Tito's. Okay. I like a Tito's. I'm a bit of a Grey Goose fan. Oh yeah. sure. Well, you yeah, know, that's yeah. my dad. High end. High. Yeah, you have yeah. high end tastes. Well, no, my dad does, and that's what I drink when I'm at his house. <laughs> oh, you, your dad just so. tossed back Grey Goose. Yeah, I like yeah, that. So. You guys are classy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, but oh, I, after I tried this, whenever, rock, whenever Rise back home in Columbus, yeah, uh, she and her dad uh, go and get table service. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have a VIP behind yeah. the velvet rope <laughs> <laughs> at Thumpers. Your dad's a pretty high roller. Club. Yeah, yeah, of course. The hottest dance club in Columbus. Um, oh, Thumpers. <laughs> after I was having this rock, I'm like, God, and I remember the time I tried Lehman Chill. I'm like, this is pretty good. I think all celebrity booze is good. I'm. I'm issuing a blanket statement. <laughs> All celebrity booze is good. I have not tried Turtle from Entourage's tequila, about, but I want to. If you, you, but you've had Cabo Wabo. Cabo Wabo's great, yeah. Now, you know, he, uh, what's, a, what's that guy he, called? Van Halen guy? <laughs> Sammy Hagar. Yeah, so that guy sold <laughs> He Cabo soaks Wabo. his hair in every bat. <laughs> he sold that and started a new Hawaiian-themed line of liquor. Did you know that? I did not he know that. He sold that shit for like... For like eight hundred million dollars. Oh, whoa! Well, it's a quality tequila. <laughs> like wow. hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. It was literally hundreds of millions of dollars. And uh, yeah, he's he just he lives in Hawaii and he's starting a new Hawaiian themed rum. I want to say okay, make huh. the, the tracks. God, that's the life. What a fucking life! I know. Wow. Hagar's got it made. Just yeah, being they... around, being sort of a doof. Yeah, yeah. To make that off of your side gig, that's the thing. Like your eight hundred. Yeah. Like, like you don't make it from being in the, Van Halen. Van Halen. Right, yeah. Main gig is running around waving flags. As I understand it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um. Anyways, I mean, I don't know why we're why we're gabbing about celebrity liquors. <laughs> when we, we have talking a about a genuine fashionista here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we have a yeah. a recently viral celebrity. Yeah, in the house. I, I had my my touch of viral fame that happened in April. It was very interesting and how, weird. How yeah. did that come about? Well, I mean, let's be fair. I think my first touch of viral fame came from Jordan Jesse Goes Momentous Occasions back in 2007, <laughs> I want to say it was. Were you really? on a Momentous Occasion? I was the call-in. I was the, the first time out dressed as a woman in public. That what? was me. I thought you knew that. No. Yeah. Are you kidding? No. I'm totally serious. I thought when I was, uh, yeah, well, the very first time that I went out in public dressed as a lady, I called into the show. As you should have. That's good. This is literally the momentous occasion that if someone asks for an example of a great momentous occasion, that's the one that we use. Yeah. I thought you knew that's who I was. I thought that was, oh, wow, look at that. The prestige. (laughs) This has been a a long game. (laughs) My twin sister walks in. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Wow. Nikola yeah. Tesla has been creating duplicates of you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, hold on, <laughs> to right. kill in a magic show. I gotta check. Is that what happens in that movie? Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Uh, what's your grandpa's favorite movie? Genre? <laughs> <laughs> 
Mike's favorite movie genre is uh, he's not alive anymore, so I have no, no idea. I would say probably like gangster movies, stuff okay, like that. Yeah, so yeah, okay. so it's, you're not every one of our. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's settled. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. I did get locked out by a kid that I was babysitting. <laughs> no, it, it was not me. <laughs> second, uh, second best moment yeah, yeah. occasion. Second best. <laughs> second that best. One. That was a great one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was me. I called in. I think it was like, what, 07, 08, something like that. Yeah, and I went tracks. to the, uh, in Columbus, Ohio, there was this, there's a website that was like a transgender, like support group website. And they're called, they were like, you are not alone. And they had this like monthly tea party. And it was like. At Thumpers. It was, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was at uh, Pyramids in downtown Columbus. And it was <laughs> miserable. And that's oh, the thing, no. like, I think, I think I said in the phone call, like, well, I'm glad I got out on my system. Because at the time, I really thought it was just like, I, was like, I just, just, just want to cross dress. I want to go out like dressed like a lady. And that's before I started transitioning and stuff like that. But like, I remember the actual event itself was horrible because it was like I didn't have anything in common with anybody there except for we all run and dress like ladies like that was the only <laughs> thing and they were all like 20 years older than me and so they the weren't super just... into religious sonic fan art no like they you were. were I mean I was trying to I had examples with me they, you know this is a pre-smartphone so I had mo- like, you had to print them out, yeah, sure. out. yeah I framed them so and then there was all these like older like gay gentlemen because it was like an old divey gay bar mm-hmm. and so it was like this um, like there was just the room was separated. It was like an eighth grade dance where it was like all the trans women on one side of the room and all the gay men on the other side of the room <laughs> and never the twain shall meet or whatever. <laughs> and so that was like the, my experience with going out. And so I remember but Salt like, and Pepper like, was playing. Right? Oh, absolutely. Okay, of course sure. I did. Is that, so, no, did, you, did you feel like you had to pick a team there? Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I like ladies, so I had to go to the ladies side of the room. Mm. So that was like pretty much a done deal. Mm. Um, but yeah, that, and it, was, it was karaoke and I sang some David Bowie and then I kind of felt like I was going back to the other side of the room again a little bit. Mm. But, you know, but still, yeah, I remember I called in, like I was driving home and that was my my big so that was my first brush with viral fame was being a sure yeah very well, congratulations a yeah. lot of successful careers have been launched off Jordan Jesse Go yeah, yeah. momentous occasion I yeah. feel like I finally come full circle from moving to LA and like I finally get to be on an actual guest on JJ Go oh sure yeah, so, yeah, yeah. well we're delighted to have you yeah mm-hmm. but the uh, the more recent one is uh, yeah I was so I was named the fashion truth girl for modcloth.com which is a style website it's a clothing uh, retailer and they do a thing where they they have like a style community where anybody who shops there or anybody who really wants to can upload pictures of themselves rocking their particular favorite style. <coughs> yeah, and, rock, uh, just rocking style. Just yeah, rocking yeah. style. So uh, it's From a cool... garb to textiles <laughs> yeah, yeah. to... Rocking it out. Steez. I feel like I feel like I'm the fashion equivalent of that jazzy riff of uh, game, video game music that we listen to earlier. Oh, so, <laughs> sure, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel Something like I'm... funky. Yeah, I'm like the dress version of a Japanese Mahjong player select screen. So... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so they they took my pictures and like I've been on there for a while and they've been doing this fashion truth girl thing since like the fall. I've been I've been a member of the community for like two years, and so yeah, for April they picked me to be their girl and they they actually I drove around L.A. with a photographer and took a bunch of pictures around the city and then they interviewed me and they posted it and then. Uh, it got posted on MTV.com and BuzzFeed. Then once BuzzFeed got it, it just started blasting everywhere around the internet. So, so where, where, what kind of what kind of local locales in Los Angeles you take shooting pictures? We Probably shot Muscle at Beach, right? And, uh, yeah, yeah. We shot at the uh, we Roller shot Blades. at yeah <laughs> Santa Monica Classic. Santa Monica. Yeah, we went, sure. to, we went down to Long Beach. We went to uh, went out to Ventura County and yeah, uh, sure. down to Long Beach. Hit the port. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Up to Ventura. Yeah, yeah. There's a and great just, bubba gum shrimp out there. Absolutely. <laughs> that bubba gum shrimp on the uh, on the oh Long Beach. Here. Yeah, I know. I was there posing. I'm quite aware. <laughs> no, I went to into Grand Central Station and we went to Stories Books. Oh, and nice. the photographer also had this one particular, like, it was just a random, like, on some street she drove by. She mm-hmm. liked the color of these flowers. And so she wanted me to pose in front of them with one of my dresses that, like, would make it pop. Nice. So we did the Grand Central Station thing because. Make it pop. <laughs> what was the. What did you. Like, did you. 
where did you notice that this was happening? Was it on Twitter? Was it on Facebook? Did, what, where did you see the most like impact? Um, well, I, I basically, I mean, on a lot of my friends on Facebook were reposting all the articles and retagging me, so yeah. I was seeing them as they were coming, and then I eventually kind of just like made like a master post of like it, like instead of having to do like every time a new article popped up, yeah, instead yeah. of reposting it, like just just in the comments thread of this article of this mm-hmm. post, here's all the things. Uh, yeah, there was basically it just started over the course of that week. I would get Google alerts with what it was, and then also Modclops PR lady would send me emails when like big ones would come up, like when Hello Giggles ran something, they'd send oh, cool. me. And there was a few different websites that because of that also, like like Yahoo's like style page and also their main page, they they had like two different articles on me, like the style page and the main page is like a beauty article. And they actually had a interviewer like call me and give me like a phone interview that they used and they ran for it. Oh, so cool. I had a few of those. Nice that, nice that it synced up with your album coming out, right? It was perfect. It yeah. was amazing because it wasn't, it wasn't planned that way. In fact, they originally meant to launch the Fashion Truth article in March and then it got pushed back because of timing issues mm-hmm. and we did it in April instead so it came out two weeks before my my album launch basically and so it gave me this huge bump for my album sales which was amazing so. now what, what uh, let's talk about outlets sure Der Spiegel <laughs> yeah yeah did you get into Der Spiegel yeah yeah were you in the International <laughs> Herald Tribune well, I, was... <laughs> I want to know the most distinct I don't care about yeah. BuzzFeed no, no. Uh, the most distinct one that I think I got into was the Daily Mail in, in the UK. That would probably no, be the big like one. A, and I think like Yahoo's a, front page is pretty big, too. That's so. like it's, a, it's pretty good. The Daily yeah, Mail is like a famous... Sure. Yeah, a lot of dads are checking their email, yeah, yeah. checking out some sweet articles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Daily Mail is like... That's like a famous like tabloid rag. Yeah, right? yeah. And I was told by by comedian Matt Kirshen, he's like, it's the weirdest thing in the world that you're in the Daily Mail because they're normally so like horrific in what they write about. He was like, but the website for some reason has a little bit more. Somehow the website is more legitimate than the actual print paper is somehow. <laughs> but it was so funny because like it's a sidebar and they have a side thing called like female and it's like stories that are like relatable to women or whatever. And that was the idea behind it. And it's like pink, of course. And on the right side, like it's the main page where the link to my article is. It's so funny because it just says like Modcloth picks first. They, and they they kept misreporting it. Everybody was saying that I was hired as a transgender model for Modcloth, which wasn't the case. I was just a contest winner, basically. They named a dress after me, so there's a dress that's on the collection that's hey. actually my dress. But and I have one. But they in the Daily Mail thing says like Modcloth names first transgender model, and then the only thing they put in the blurb there in the thumbnail was Rye Silverman is 32 years old, which was also not true. I was, I'm 33. Yeah. It was also just a really weird thing to like, but we put one fact and it is not relevant to the article and, and it's is not wrong. true. Yeah. When, uh, when Put This On first came out years ago, uh, I well, there was an article about Put This On in Canada's National Post, <laughs> which I guess is like a, uh, I was described to me as sort of like a combination of USA Today and like uh, the the mild conservatism of say the Wall Street Journal, and uh, yeah, like there's this article, and then just the article was perfectly fine. It was nice, you know, but the comment thread on this article was just like 200 slurs, and I'm like, don't they have like a guy that just Sure. Isn't there a robot inside their newspaper that just deletes things with faggot in them? <laughs> like, <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. not like like that seems like it would be a trivial. Sure. Like that was in the actual article itself. No, no, the, oh. on the comments on the oh, article, yeah. it was just this long and super comp. Like what what impressed me about mm-hmm. it, frankly, was it wasn't like a basic your basic YouTube uh, queer. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was like really complicated, thoughtful, 
paragraph-long things about how they wouldn't be taking any style advice from this faggot. Oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's the best. Uh, well, you know, Canadians are a lot more in-depth with their hatreds. That's, so that's a really they, good point. Yeah. They're and also they're very, known for their being very confrontational. Right, they are. Very yeah, much that's so. so funny that that, that, kind of, that kind of bile came from a Canadian. Well, they probably weren't even Canadians is a thing. Like, I know that with my, like, articles, oh, yeah. I would see with the Daily Mail things when I would see the post, the only comment that I saw that was, like, derogatory or mean was written, like, the... the like the location stamps at Chicago or whatever. I'm like, why? Why are you on a British website? Like, just to sit around and be angry about things. Just check out some what notes up with David Beckham, Posh yeah. and Bex. God damn it, Daily. God, God damn Daily Mail. No dick canoes again. <laughs> uh, yet another day with no dick canoes. <laughs> It's really funny. I care about other stuff besides sure, okay. like I heard, uh, I Italian heard, beef. I heard <laughs> Dick Canoes first. <laughs> I was like, "What am I missing Dick here?" And then, I, and then I, when he said it, I'm like, "Oh, Dick Canoes." Uh, Come on, Rob. You gotta like, get up what? on the lingo. I was like, "What did you say?" <laughs> we're gonna have to get. I keep to get going. Allison on the line to explain to Rye what Dick Canoes are. <laughs> I'm sure it's folksy and pleasurable, <laughs> yeah. whatever it is. Charming and warm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, look, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessico. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. Rye Silverman, Danny DeVito's fashionello. <laughs> I have, uh, I got some up, up here on the Jumbotron here, Jordan. I'd love to hear about it. Well, uh, Matthew Vo is filming a video series where people share an interesting 5 to 15 minute story of something that happened to them. Sort of like a video version of momentous occasions, somewhat less pithy. Mm-hmm. Good point. I give points to Matthew Vo, by the way, for working pithiness into his copy here. Great. Old school fan, for sure. There's no criteria other than an interesting story, like the time that Jordan got drunk and binged on a bunch of pancakes. That was a fun story. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Or the time that he almost missed his mom's wedding. That was another fun story. (laughs) I mean... Honestly, I probably would have put one Jordan story and one... Yeah, if you wanted to be polite. (laughs) Anyway, I can film... I guess I just got a lot of great stories like the time I ate pancakes and almost missed my mom's wedding. (laughs) Anyway, uh, he says, I can film anyone in the Boston area or you can submit your own video if you live further away. So if you have a cool story to share with Matthew Vo, any kind of fun, cool story for his video series, email submitstoryrepository at gmail.com. That's submitstoryrepository at gmail.com. If you want to advertise on Jordan Jesse Go, email Teresa at maximumfun.org. If you want to get up on the Jumbotron and share your message with fellow Jordan Jesse Go listeners, be it a personal or sure. business message, all you have to do is go to maximumfun.org slash Jumbotron. It's very affordable. Sure. Is a fun thing to do for a birthday. And if you're listing examples, try to put one from each host. It's, it's, it's polite. It's polite. Look, we all know that Jordan's the most beloved Jordan Jesse Go host. That's why it's called Jordan Jesse Go. Otherwise, it'd be called Jesse Jordan Go. Sure. But there's a certain thing called or just civility. Jesse and Company. <laughs> <laughs> Have you thought about Jesse and Company? It has a I ring to it. I originally was going to call it Jesse and Associates. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> but maybe sounded more like a law firm than a podcast. Yeah, we'll sure. be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, the voice of the millennial generation. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Right, Silver Fashionista. Jordan, are you like are this summer? Do you plan to be a summer boy at all? Oh yeah, no. This is going to be the summer of summer boy. I I kind of wanted to save it for when we were more, you know. 
we were like a little deeper into summer. I'm just teasing but yeah, it right now. I got some summer boy plans. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like the Seinfeld Summer of George, this is going to be the summer of the summer boy. I'm leaning in. I hope it works out better for you than it did for George. Yeah, I think it will. Are we going to go to like a mall kiosk and get a muscle shirt printed up for you? Oh, maybe. Maybe one where it looks like I'm a buff guy. Like there's a buff guy on it, but it's just a t-shirt. I thought it would say summer boy, but yeah, your idea is good too. Yeah. I'm going to get a mouse pad that says summer boy at a mall kiosk. You're like, what, you don't think don't think I'm a real summer boy? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Take a look at this keychain. <laughs> oh, right. For for your uh, for your information, right. I was in an Uber, and the Uber driver said that I looked like some sort of summer boy. Oh, okay. That was Fair a few enough. months ago. All right. And uh, it's really stuck with me. Oh, it's, it's a lot good. of it's a lot of fun to think about and gab about. Yeah. You know, we, one of the, things, one like of the main things we like to do on this show, right? I don't know how much you know about what we like to do on this show. <laughs> uh, it's been a few years, you know, but uh, we love to gab. <laughs> Dish. Yeah. yeah, sure. Get in there. Yeah, sure. Just run our traps, you know? <laughs> From June to August, summer boy. September to December, war boy. Okay. Yeah. You just put on that, put on that, put on that eye black. Yeah. Take care of business. Now, the war boys are all white. Oh. Yeah. Okay, well, sorry. I mean, you're thinking yeah, of Imper- it's on us for not seeing Jesse, it, you're clearly thinking of Imperator Furiosa. Oh, sorry. Okay. A, Real quick. A- can I tell you that there's sure. a baseball player, and I God damn it, I can't remember who it was. I think it's maybe the maybe it's Brett Laurie on the Oakland A's, mm-hmm. who's been you know baseball players wear eye black underneath their mm-hmm. eyes, you know, to like cut down on glare or something. Yeah, but he has eye black that goes from the center of his nose. Imagine your thumbs pressing against the side of your nose, goes all the way out to the edges of his eyes, and then comes all the way down nice. like to his jawline into his beard. Nice. That's raw, man. Yeah. For a baseball player, baseball players don't do anything interesting. <laughs> the cl- closest to an interesting thing that any baseball don't they all have crazy done. beards now? They do all have crazy beards, but that's not that interesting anymore. Sure. I said a, the guy with the crazy beard. <laughs> yeah. it, it isn't, you know, honestly. But uh, they got magic necklaces. Oh, okay. Baseball players, have. sure. But anyway, sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. No, no, no. I didn't mean to derail with. That's I'm, okay. I'm totally picturing the Ultimate Warrior out on yeah, like a baseball. That's what it looks like. It looks like the Ultimate <laughs> Warrior. That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. yeah. Do you think he's doing it to increase his folk and districity? Hopefully. <laughs> Ideally. Member of Warrior Nation. Uh, great name for Mad Max, Imperator Furiosa. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is this the best? Will this be this year's Kate Yeager? Right. This year's great movie name. Right. Apparently in the new Star Wars, there's a character named Captain Phantasma. Oh, oh man. man. Oh, boy. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a, it's a tight Oscars this year. Yeah. for best name. Captain <laughs> Phantasma is famous for uh, his signature eyewear and his platform shoes. Oh, it's uh, it's, let me stop you right there, Jesse. It's a lady, played by Game of Thrones' Brienne of Tarth. Oh, uh, now I'm very excited. Which is another Phantasma. great name. Yeah. Ah, an embarrassment <laughs> of riches. Brienne of Tarth is that huge woman. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Here's uh, I, I look. I I'm not gonna pretend that I didn't write this into Twitter some time ago, but. Uh, quickest way to lose me in conversation: use the name of the character. <laughs> as opposed to just a vague description of them. <laughs> I've literally—it's like probably my most the show I most enjoy watching mm-hmm. that's on television right now. I've seen every episode. I would struggle to name one character. Yeah. On that show. <laughs> I have read all five books. I still have to spell check whenever I write anybody's <laughs> name. Anything like, like when I write Daenerys Targaryen, I actually sure. look up where the A's and the E's and the Y's go. Do you think if you misspelled it, someone on the internet would let you know? 
Oh, no, 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 really. no. The internet's like a really chill place where they yeah. let you like mistakes go Especially by. Especially about like Game of Thrones yeah. and other stuff with extended universes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and character encyclopedia wikis. Yeah, sure. fans are really groovy about their products they like, so. Yeah, yeah they're super... Ch- you know what? Like, if I could use one word to describe fandoms mm-hmm. in general... Sure. It's like chill. Yeah. Whatever. Maybe fandoms should get their own tequila. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Um, okay. Fando Wando. <laughs> That's for fans of Lando Calrissian. Lando's Fando Wando. Also, one of the greatest names in. Oh, God, sci-fi. that is a good name. Yeah. That is Lando. a good name. Lando like, Calrissian. Oh yeah. God. By the way, Lando Fando is just rebranded Colt Forty Five. <laughs> Man, those fucking Show Colt Forty Five commercials are so rad. They're the best. They are so I love going to three of clubs they still have that one on the wall. Like the, oh, the, yeah, the, sure. The tiger or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's like the main thing. I don't remember that. I don't have that many like uh, intense like childhood memories of commercials and stuff like that. But the things that stick out most in my mind are both from watching Soul Train, mm-hmm. which I watched a lot of as a kid. One is The Train. Which I couldn't figure out. I'm talking about when I'm like five. Mm-hmm. And you can't really figure out if it's real or not. Mm-hmm. Like, what does this cartoon show have to do with these uh, people in gold uh, <laughs> single-piece jumpsuits dancing to <laughs> Jump by the Pointer Sisters, right? <laughs> but, like, uh, the other thing is is uh, Billy D. Williams in the Colt 45 commercials. And then what is his relationship to the Star Wars guy? Just trying to figure that yeah, out. Yeah, sure. And also, what is what is the difference between... Mr. T, the public figure, Mr. T, the cartoon character, and Mr. T, the professional wrestler. And the serial. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Mr. T, the character, oh, I guess I guess it's not Mr. T on the A-team, but also his character oh, on yeah. the A-team. Oh, yeah. Brad, yeah. It's- oh, yeah, sure. And when he, uh, sure, when he fought Rocky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. All of Complicated. Mr. T's so baffling. And I loved Mr. T, but I could sure. not untangle yeah, it's too much. the strings. Well, I mean, of... it's, it's, you know. Well, it's those chains. They get so caught up yeah. in things, it's hard yeah. to really tangle. You were very perceptive, per, uh, perceptive as a kid because he just disappears into characters, you know? Right. That's so. True. <laughs> if I could use one word to describe Mr. T, chameleon. Chame- yeah, sure. Chameleon. <laughs> he, was, he was the Philip Seymour Hoffman of his day. By the way, just transforms. By the way. Jordan, have you gotten a chameleonic recently? I got one. I feel like there are no toxins left in my body. Jesse, my anus is happy because yeah. I had my chameleonic. Yeah. Okay, when something momentous and happens And now it's in a mumblecore movie. No. When something momentous happens to you, like, for example, an alternative health practitioner cleans out your toxins using mm-hmm. a chameleon, <laughs> we ask that you call us at 206-984-4FUN. That's 206-984-4FUN. And here's the thing to do. Do like Rye did. Put it into your flip phone. <laughs> it was before the smartphone era. Yeah, it was flip phone. Yeah, yeah. Just take that into your flip phone. Quit playing Centipede. No. And program that into your flip phone uh, so that you can call us when something momentous happens. We've got a couple calls lined up. Let's hear the first one. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Hey, guest. It's Mike from New York. Uh, calling with a moment of shame. I just had a guy pay for $500 worth of shoes with fake $100 bills. That's right. I'm probably going to be fired. So if you guys want to donate to me, that would be awesome. Love the show. Bye. Wow. Wait, oh, what? That oh, special pen? He's supposed to use that special pen. It was a hold up to the line. Have a manager verify it. Yeah, yeah. yeah a lot you of worked steps. retail. A lot of steps you, you got to go retail? through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's sorry, I guess I, I guess I. So he got, he got counterfeited. Yeah, yeah. he got counterfeited. Oh, he got boy. busted. 
Yeah, it's a rough one. I got I got uh, quick changed one time. That was my big like I fell for a scam thing where somebody comes in and they give you like so they they give you like a like a ten or something. You give them change. They go, oh no, I gave you a twenty. And like I can't remember how they do it, but they do it in a way so you give them back double the change you're supposed to get. And I totally fell for it. And yeah, they like I think they had. I don't remember what the exact amount was, but sure. yeah, I can understand. It was before the smartphone era. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have time to do math. You know, I went to Paul Newman's fake casino. <laughs> the worst grift I've ever experienced. It was called that too. It was weird. That was was on the sign. Was Paul Newman's fake casino? I'm like, well, this looks like a real casino. Yeah, yeah. Steve Martin. Well, he's a good actor. Steve he's Martin faking. Got me real good. I thought he was a genuine Spanish prisoner. <laughs> uh, let's good grift. Our next call. Hi, this is Dylan calling from Petaluma with a momentous occasion. Uh, just got back from camping, and we um, were about to make these great hamburgers. We had all the stuff to make hamburgers, except we forgot to bring any ketchup or other fixings. Uh, and we were canoe camping, so you know we're pretty far from uh, any kind of store. Pause the thing. That should have been it. Yeah, yeah, that would, that I, mean, would have been I am happy. Gold. I am happy if that's a, yeah. <laughs> we brought out all these killer burgers. But we no forgot, condiments. We forgot to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Momentous occasion, right yeah. there. We're camping. We for, we got the we got the burgers, and especially because he was so excited about the yeah. burgers. Yeah, yeah. Killer burgers, and he forgot the fixings. <laughs> you know how that is. Oh boy, uh, do I ever? Bro, you made a burg without I've, a fixing. I have. It's been disappointing. Yeah. Got to get at least a slice on there, right, guys? Mm. Slice. Come on. Well, How about some some grilled onions? Well, sure. Sup? Yeah. What do you like on a burger, Jordan? Uh, yeah, I mean grilled onions. That's uh, that's, that's a, a favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah, make like a nice white cheese. You like a cheeseburger? I do like a cheeseburger. What you, what cheese do you choose? Uh, yeah, something something white. Maybe like a, a jack cheese. A jack. Maybe not jack provolone. Pretty good. Yeah, provolone be little. It's yeah, too strong. It's a little Rye, much. How do you feel? Uh, I like a, a an odd one. I like a fried egg on a burger when I'm when I'm really mm. feeling uh, when I'm feeling saucy. Sure, you know, that's a good one. Sure. Yeah, what, yeah. About, what about a scoop of chili? Scoop of chili? No, I don't like I'm, chili. Would be okay, but I also feel like there's already beef. I don't need a second serving of beef on my on much. my sandwich of beef. So but. you don't like double cheeseburgers. No, I do, but yeah, it's like you're right. You're right. You totally caught me in my <laughs> logic. Yeah, fuck you, Ryan. <laughs> fuck you, busted. Get the fuck out of my studio. <laughs> I want like a Tommy Burger. Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, broadcaster, here with Jordan Morris, broadcaster, and Rye Silverman, fucking ass. <laughs> oh no! What a total dick canoe we got. <laughs> oh god, what a dick canoe. <laughs> Just a bunch of dick canoes. Okay, Brian, let's get back to this canoe camper. So we're out there on this lake, and we see another um, little houseboat kind of thing cruise in and set up shop uh, a little ways away from us. And we we're like, they probably have some ketchup. So uh, I just happened to have a song in my repertoire called Party Barge uh, that I like to sing on guitar. And uh, my friend. And I decided to paddle over there and serenade them with the song Party Barge and see if they would, uh, you know, trade us uh, a song for some ketchup. And we did it. And not only did they give us plenty of ketchup, but they invited us on board for a little celebratory cocktail. So all in all, we won. Had some great hamburgers with ketchup and... A tasty beverage with new friends. Oh, boy. So, anyway, thank you very much. <laughs> this is insane. 
He's kicking it in Petaluma. Sure. He's out on the lake in Petaluma. Is he... California's dairy country. <laughs> he needs some ketchup. Now... He's got some killer birds. He needs some chop. He needs them fixings. Now, I don't... I don't want to make... Canoe camping as though that's something. I don't want to make any promises that I can't keep, guys. <laughs> I don't want to be a, you know, a word breaker. I guess I'm probably looking for a theme song for the summer of the summer boy. Right. Could that be Party Barge? <laughs> Can I ask you a question, Jordan? Yeah. You know, you and I mm-hmm. have to record an episode of Jordan Jesse Go on a boat in MacArthur Park Lake. That's true. <laughs> Do you think we could incorporate Party Barge into that activity? I want to hear Party Barge first. Okay. I mean, I'm imagining what it's like. If it's what I'm imagining, it's amazing. But it could be... We've I... already learned that it can summon both ketchup and a good coffee. <laughs> so yes, I don't know what is. else you're asking for in this song <laughs> that like, it's, you don't think it's going to deliver with. That's true. I mean, if it can, yeah. If it can lead to both a solution to your condiment problem and a free cocktail from a boat owner... Can I tell you? Can I tell you something? I got two songs sort of in my mind sure. as models for what ideally Party Barge would be. Mm-hmm. One is "You Will Remember Tonight" by Andrew WK. Of course, that <laughs> ideally, yes. Yeah. Uh, and then the if other it hit, one if is, it hit anywhere close to those heights, it would be a success. And I think the second one is probably going to be a little closer. Which is sure. remember that song? We're speaking of 2007 Jordan Jesse Go episodes. Sure. Remember that song "High Five Club." It's the high five club. <laughs> We're getting really naughty. It's the high five club. No, what is that? It was a song. It was a song by some guys. It sounds, it sounds great. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's kind of that. What you were doing is kind of how I imagine Party Barge rather than a, you know, Can anthemic about- lighters in the air style arena rock song. I, mean, I feel like it's, it's being able to be played on an acoustic guitar while also piloting a canoe. So I feel like there's got to be yeah. a little bit of like I want to get to that in a second. I want to sure. share this High Five Club anecdote. Mm-hmm. I don't remember right now what the guys who sang the song High Five Club were called. Mm-hmm. But I sent them an email. Because in the, like, the first year of Jordan Jesse Go, we did this high-fiving contest. Mm-hmm. I remember To that. see who could high-five sure. the coolest yeah. person and who could high-five the most people. I don't remember what the most was. I do remember that someone sent us a picture of him high-fiving Yao Ming, which was pretty rock solid. <laughs> yeah, all yeah. time. All um, time. The song High Five Club, I was like, this is going to be the theme song to the video we make that's a slideshow of everyone's pictures. So I emailed the guys who did the song High Five Club. Hey, guys, do you think you could send me uh, like a high-quality version of High Five Club so that I could put it in this video? <laughs> you know, we have this podcast, we have this audience, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, like, if you're the guy who created the song High Five Club, like, how picky can you be about your placements? Oh, I think it's Maroon 5. (laughs) Is that an early Maroon 5 song? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And uh, I emailed these guys who made this song called High Five Club. I remember their response was just like, well, you could just buy it on iTunes. Hmm. I'm like, really? Hmm. You're milking me for that 99 cents? (laughs) That's your goal? Guys who recorded High Five Club? Guys who recorded an entire song called High Five Club? We're going to put it in a High Five video. That's a shame. Okay, but I think, Rai, you've hit on a, a golden vein of mm-hmm. insight here, which is that this is a song that has to be able to be sung on acoustic guitar by a guy in Petaluma in a canoe. Yeah. 
And that can lead to nothing but disappointment. <laughs> I'm skeptical. I mean, maybe his friends on hand drums. Yeah. Almost certainly his friends on hand drums. Yeah, you might just be paddling the you know. Yeah, yeah. Patting, yeah, yeah, sure. Who's, who's paddling the canoe while the song is breaking out? That's what I want to know because the canoe tips over very easily. So can I make a suggestion? That's a great point. Dog with a bandana? <laughs> uh, fair Ideally. Yeah, yeah. Ideally, it's a dog with a bandana. Um, yeah, so I love the title Party Barge. Right. I love, you know, I love what it's done. Yeah. I love that it has, you know, potential. I want to hear it. Yeah. This guy would send us a high-quality version. I don't want to buy Party Barge on that, <laughs> too. Go at MaximumFun.org. But we'll consider it Yeah. for uh, the theme song to our boat show. Yeah. And possibly to the entire summer of the Summer Boy. Yeah. And if, we, if we're not happy with it, I'm going to leave open the possibility that we're going to have a call for entries on the theme of Party Barge. Yeah. He's, that's funny. You, you want to steal this guy's song from him? Have someone record a better version. I like that. Well, you just you like just pi- like, sort like of demo. pirates yeah. raiding the party barge. <laughs> Make it your own. Well, yeah. whenever you call in to Maximum Fun, it's always you know you now get intellectual property rights to whatever is called in. So mm-hmm. I don't know if the people know that when they call right. in, they get yep. that. I don't know if we could you guys, like you guys actually take my life story now and actually write a book about it if you want. Yeah, to. we can. It was yes. fictional. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have a meeting with Brian Grazer tomorrow. Uh, sure, yeah. it's about yeah, it's, it's about, about going to the pyramid in yeah, yeah. Uh, Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, yeah, old Grazer. That'd be fun. Um, if I could suggest, I mean, I don't know if this guy can like, you know, what kind of musician he is, and if he could like, you know, permute into different genres. Ideally, this would be a calypso song. Really? Yeah. You think we could get? You think we should get Mighty Sparrow on the line? I mean, that would be nice. <laughs> that would be nice. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hey, you like t-shirts, right? How about a mug? Are your walls looking a little bare? Visit MaxFunStore.com and cover all of these bases and more. We just added some amazing new shirts and posters. So visit today and outfit your home and torso with the freshest MaxFun merch. MaxFunStore.com It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rye Silverman, fashionista. <laughs> Jordan's, Jordan's microphone is whirling like a dervish. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you tried to, Jordan, what I liked is that you tried to maintain proper microphone spacing while the microphone was spinning around towards you. You compensate. So you, you were spinning <laughs> along with it. Listen, I just don't want any complaints about the audio quality of this episode. Rye Silverman, our guest on this week's program, a brand new comedy stand-up album. Yep. Intimate Apparel. Yes, indeed. Uh, Rye, are you also on uh, Tweeters? Yeah, I'm just at Rye Silverman on Twitter. That's the best way to find me, yeah. Makes it easy. Well, look, you want to go there? You want to talk Grey Goose? Anything talk shell, top shelf. Yeah. <laughs> at yeah. Rye Silverman. Anything Grey Goose, and apparently recently, uh, whatever my thoughts are on the most recent Star Trek episode that I watched. So. <laughs> I've been, Great. I've been rewatching like a, a lot Next Generation, and so mm. I've been tweeting about it a TNG. lot. TNG. Watching TNG. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
And I mean, I mean, just real quick. I mean, I know we're kind of yeah. out of time, but what, sure. what are your thoughts on the last Star Trek episode you watched? Uh, the most recent one I watched was actually the Times Arrow episode, and I thought that the guy who played Mark Twain was a little over the top, but it was still <laughs> interesting. Great review. Yeah, yeah. Great review. <laughs> little much. Little much from the from the Mark. It was not Val Kilmer, clearly. No, no, because his portrayal of Mark Twain spot do you on, think, classic. Do you guys think that the person who like told his wife that he had just booked a role? As Mark Twain on Star Trek The Next Generation, which part of that do you think he led with? (laughs) (laughs) It's a real different demographic. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm going to be playing Mark Twain (gasps) on Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, Or I'm going to be on Star Trek The Next Generation. (gasps) As Mark Twain. playing Mark Twain. (laughs) (laughs) The holodeck. Something happens with the holodeck. uh, It's time travel. Oh, is it time travel? Yeah, it was the actual Mark Twain. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, really? It's time travel. Yeah, yeah. It's not Picard's... No, vision no. of what it was, Mark Twain uh, is it was, probably it was, like. It was, it was uh, Data's head had been found in the cave that had been there for 500 years. And they fell <laughs> back in time to where it was, and it was San Francisco. And yeah, was, there's Mark Twain is there, and apparently the bellhop is Jack London, and there's all that kind of stuff in there. So can I ask you a quick, Can I ask you a real quick question about Star Trek: The Next Generation? Sure. I don't think I've seen it since it was in television syndication. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of what I'm doing right now. Yeah, so. watch, watched a fair number of them as an <laughs> eight year old, but uh, I guess I'm wondering. Whoopi Goldberg, I think, was on that show. Yeah, feature probably the episode that I was just talking about. Mm. What was that about? The story that I read about it, I read about it on Wikipedia as I was rewatching it, and apparently, like, she was just a really big fan of Star Trek, and she wanted to be involved in the show, and I guess they had, like, written a smaller part for her to do, like, more of a cameo, and she wanted to do, like, a bigger part, and they were already kind of thinking about putting this bartender character in the show anyway. So then when Whoopi Goldberg was like, oh, I want to be on the show, like, okay, We'll give you this bartender character. And like, hmm. okay, great. Yeah. It must be great to like, I guess, yeah, I always like that hearing that like a famous person is into something and then muscles their way into it. Yeah, I think yeah. that's like a great use of fame. Hodgman muscled his way onto Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't know that. That guy wrote an entire New York Times Magazine feature article as part of a complicated scheme to muscle his way into <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. That's really funny. He wrote fucking 25,000 words or whatever for the... There you go. Keep your eye on the prize. <laughs> Well, Ry, it's been a delight to have you on the program. Thanks for having me. Out there in the background, of course, is our producer, Sonny D. Brian Fernandez, back again! Like tag team in the song, Whoop There Is. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah. Check it, direct it. Let's mm-hmm. begin. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? <laughs> Check it, direct it. Let's end. Because... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Poignant. Thank you. Thank you Poignant. very much. Hashtag JJ Go. Sure. I love to read the tw- the tweets about George Jesse Go. Post on our uh, Facebooks, the Maximum Fun Group. Always a fun discussion there. On Reddit, why not post an imager? Sure. You know, just show your nipples. So, so Sonic the Hedgehog with JJ Go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And enjoying in himself. In a dick canoe. <laughs> in a dick, yeah. We want to, yes. Bring it all together. Post a photo of Sonic in a dick canoe. Sonic on the cross listening to Jordan Jesse go. I love it. <laughs> Playing guitar. No, Sonic ah, Jesse, Sonic is not a Christ figure. Okay. He is a he is a non-believer who is accepting Christ. Okay, what about this? Yes. Jesus is on the cross mm-hmm. in a field of I like it so far. With ketchup. <laughs> field of, of in a field of, you know, thieves or whatever. Sure. Like. And Sonic is doing a spin dash into the base of the cross. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's get out of here, Jesus. <laughs> and Jesus, I guess, is probably wearing like a Jordan Jesse Go t-shirt. I love it. Of course. That's fun, right? Somebody will make that. Right? <laughs> fun and blasphemous. <laughs> uh, the MaximumFun.reddit.com is where you can find the subreddit for uh, posting your imagers of, that combine 
uh, that combine the religion of probably most people listening to this right now mm-hmm. uh, and uh, video game and our dumb podcast. <laughs> Let's get out of here, Jesus. It's me, Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> And they jump into that big ring at the end and go into a bonus level. <laughs> One of those 3D levels? Oh, yeah. Going down the tube? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Jesus going down the half pipe? Super fast. <laughs> 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 uh, how's this song from Sonic the Hedgehog 2 go? How does Sonic the Hedgehog song go? Are there other good Sonic the Hedgehog things besides Sonic the Hedgehog 2? I think... There was three, yeah. which is cool because there was – well, three and then there was Knuckles, Sonic and Knuckles and you could open up Sonic and Knuckles and plug three into it and then you could play three again as Knuckles instead of as Sonic or Tails. So that was a cool that. little – That's cool. Uh, yeah, That's yeah. cool. Could you – could I plug Bucks Bunny Crazy Castle in there? <laughs> Nothing stopping you. I say do it. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah here, this is a little funky. Can the audience hear this? Yeah, the audience can hear Oh, cool. It. <laughs> it's like kind of Tower of Power style. Yeah. Get boss gags on vocals. <laughs> Ideally. This sounds like the Tails music, I think. I think this is like a... Maybe I'm wrong. I, I haven't played Sonic in a long time. But I yeah. think it's like, like when Tails like, has this, the power-ups and he can run and he has the stars oh. over him. That's my theory. Please write to at Rise <laughs> Comments, corrections, and clarifications. How wrong I am about that song. Rai, it's been a joy. Thank you for Thank joining you. us. We'll talk to you guys next time on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.